0: Hey there and welcome to the Graceland Moments podcast. I'm your host Jenny Brown and today we have back with us Pastor Larry, our longtime friend. We've missed Pastor Larry. We're glad he's back. He has changed roles. We've we've listened to Nate a lot on his new role, but now we get to hear Pastor Larry's new role as Executive Pastor of Missions and Congregational Care. We hear part of his heart on missions, and it's a big heart for missions, um, talking about how we as a church body can partner with the missions to transform lives in the neighborhoods, the nations, and the next generation. So check this conversation out with Pastor Larry. Hey there and welcome to the Graceland Moments Podcast. I'm your host Jenny Brown and today I have Someone I hardly recognize you. It's been so long. It has
1: been a while, Pastor thanks for Larry. Having welcome me back here. Yes, yeah, good to be back.
0: You have been busy.
1: It's been a busy time, busy season. Good things.
0: New year, new uh, role, new table.
1: Yeah, new, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so new. That's that's a good new. biblical term, right? New, the new things yeah. that are happening. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and we have a lot of new things to discuss with you today. Yeah, um, I just want to hear your heart. Like, what have you been doing? You, you got a new role. We talked to Pastor Nate already as yeah. he's transitioned, right? Right. Like technically, he is right. now he is official. now lead guy. And so yeah. um, we want to talk to you about your new role as nice. well because, you know, people are probably like, yeah. Where's Pastor Larry? Yeah. We miss our Pastor Larry.
1: Well, maybe, but they may be like, oh, man, we've no, got no, Pastor no. Nate, we can move on. Now So what know, have you been up to? You know, it's been a good time, a good season to be able to think through transition and what we're doing, and my role transitioning to a more missional, focused role— to lead Graceland out in how we make connections and missions and what that's going to look like. Still working through that, what it's going to look like in the next 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. You know, it's not that long out there, but there's a lot of things we have to get in place now in order to see the movement go forward from a missional perspective. I think, Jenny, it's in as a church, we've always been a church about missions. Yeah. How do we connect? What do we do? Our mission statement is see lives transformed in neighborhoods, right? Through the generations into the nations through Christ. Mm-hmm. And so being able to build a mission platform to do that. And mission and connections to do that really is exciting because it takes our our congregation and our people to the place where we're really focused on how do we serve, what do we do, what is the kingdom like versus what is the church like, Mm -hmm. and that's that's a big change, you know. When you talk about oh the importance of Graceland Church and and how important we are, but then just the kingdom of God. And what God is already doing um around us, right here in our local area or around the United States or in North America to the nations. I mean, it's just it's fun to see that and be yeah. a part of what you recognize God is doing and how we join him in what he's doing, you yeah. know, instead of coming up with some plan. So the the balance of that is I could go on and on about that. You could, because you
0: have a passionate heart about that, and I know, I do. like you said, as a church, we should be passionate about the missions. But you, Larry, have come to Graceland with that um, on your heart. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you and Nate, maybe not right. Um, I don't know what the what the expression is, but an even trade. But it sounds almost yeah. like you have swapped a little bit, swapped places, in the sense that Nate started out at Graceland before he was even thrust into a a transitional leadership role, he came to us through and with The North American Mission Board, right? Is that correct? So yeah, so his
1: heart is church planting. I don't think that's changed at all for me. Yes, I think I think as he understands his role as lead pastor and as he learns more about that, he is still going to be super engaged in what we do as a church to fulfill that mission. Because I think his love for planting churches, his love for the new work, his love for evangelism is just going to continue to just to come out. And I, I see my role is to really help facilitate even what that vision is from the church and from from Nate as our lead pastor, so how do we see his vision for planting? How does that's got to be a huge part of of what the the lead pastor role is, and how then can I fulfill that? How can I be a part of seeing that uh, accomplished yeah. through the life of our church? And that's that's a big
0: part. So still working hand in hand, absolutely. You aren't going anywhere,
1: right? That's right. So yeah. where
0: are we going to see you then, um, from a week to week, from a week to week basis? Yeah. Are you going to be up on the? platform
1: preaching from time to time? From time to time. I, we already have that schedule, so I'll be preaching from time to time. I'll be doing other things in the service. Once we get into more missional, missional connection, I think we'll be able to find ways to connect the mission of what we're doing or the mission partnerships with what we do in our gatherings too, so that we get a, a higher view of how, as a church, we are really fulfilling that mission and what that looks like. So I'm looking forward to speaking into that in lots of ways, being able to talk about what we're doing, uh, whether. That's on a podcast, or whether that's on through Instagram post or other videos that we're doing with our partners, introducing our partners to the church, even in a greater way that we've done in the past. Now, COVID has slowed some of that down from where we looked at two years ago, sure. um, but now we can we can ramp up some of those things a little better. So, uh, you'll be seeing me doing those things. That's really what I want to be able to do to show the church how, as a body we are connecting with mission partners and how it's not just financially, um, that's one way that we do, but how we also look toward going and praying and being uh, influential in other ways for mission partners.
0: Well, let's start right there then. So for those listening, myself included, what does that have to do with me? Right. And I don't mean that in yeah. a snarky way, but tell me, like how what's the best way for us to, you know, you mentioned partners. You're talking not necessarily partners of people in the church, people are in our in our community, people across the country, right? People that we're partnering with. Right. But as a church member, how can I partner? How can we partner with you, Larry, and with the church? In this mission mindset? Yeah, set. that's
1: a great question. You know, one of the things that we deal with in mission is when, when you look at an Acts 1 8 strategy. When you read the text in the Bible where he talks about in Acts 1 8 that, that he's sending his witnesses into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth, right? So we. We basically take that and try to say, okay, how do we apply that? What do we take that text and how does that text relate? When we think about Jerusalem, we think about your local community, right? Where are we? You think about Judea, we think about how we deal with Indiana and the state a little broader sense mm-hmm. and then you go out in some area you think about North America or the United States how do we partner inside that and to the nations so really in building that missional connection we are focused in those ways how do we how do we make those pieces and so the church has to be the witness mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so how does the church connect well I think there's several ways but we really talk about three main ways to do that uh, the first one is an, is a way that Many people can be involved, probably the most people can be involved uh, or close to and that would be a giving how how are we going to help financially support new mission plants or mission starts or missionaries? How do we do that? So giving is a big part of that. Uh, another huge way that maybe the most people can be involved uh, is through prayer. So how do we really begin to pray for The men, women, families, uh, single adults, uh, mission workers who are on the field, wherever that, if they're in. Pittsburgh or if they're in Pakistan, you know, how how do we pray for that? So a part of that is making the church aware of prayer needs. So like for you, Jenny, or for you and your family, how do you know a mission couple who might be serving in East Asia that might have kids your kid's age, and how do you begin praying for them and saying, hey, as a church member, uh, we believe in prayer, we talk about prayer, so how do I pray for our mission statement as a church, to be translated to we're going to see transformation in the nations. How do I be involved with that? Well, one huge way is like I'm praying. I'm praying for the missionary. I'm praying for those who are speaking. I'm praying for the country to come to Christ. I'm praying for—and it's a simple kind of thing. I mean, we have been involved and will continue to be involved in Ukraine. That's an area because of relationships, partnerships that we want to be involved with in the nations. Well, when you read the news— Almost every day because of the struggle that's going on right now Mm -hmm. currently on the Ukrainian border with the other countries, how does that become a matter of missional prayer? How do we begin to say, how are we praying for that? You look, at a, you look at a city like New York City and you see all the stuff that's going on in New York City, right? The school problems, the crime problems, the, the political divide in a city like that. It is easy for us to be able to say, oh, we're looking at that or that's this or that's this from a political perspective. But how do we look at that from a spiritual perspective? Right? So how do we begin to pray for a new mayor in a city like New York that can have a spiritual influence? Mm-hmm. How do we pray for the church planters that we know that are planting in the city? Um, how, do we, how do we get to know them? Now, you probably don't know any of those right now. So part of my role or responsibility would be to help you as a member of Graceland to say, hey, there's a planter. Man, here's his name, here's his wife, here's two kids, uh, and they live in a part of the Bronx that they're trying to launch a church to reach a new people group, uh, and here's a name, and we want to ask you to pray for them. So we know those guys, and so if we can take that name and let our church begin praying for them, uh, that's just great support to doing that. So anyway, we, we're talking about how we give, yes. how we pray, mm-hmm. and then going. How do we put together teams? Um to go to places like New York or Pittsburgh or Eastern Kentucky or Phoenix or wherever else the Lord might connect us to so that we're sending teams to go there. And that's changed so much because, you know, before you you had to get a whole group of 20 people and we're going to go do this project. Um, Now to send two people or four people or six people to be support, to help, to do things, um, I was just with some guys um, who was launching his first Sunday in a, in a community in the Phoenix area um, where there are 75,000 college students. Wow. And he's like, how do I get into their lives? How do I get teams to come out and just go to coffee shops and hang out mm-hmm. and talk to students and begin sharing the gospel and talking about our church and how we can connect with groups? So there's so many ways to do that now. So even going you know, when we're sending teams uh, changes how we think about that. So going
0: temporarily or going. For go, on a more yeah, long-term. Go, going
1: short-term, mm-hmm. to say, hey, we're going out there for two weeks. It's fall break. I'm taking 12 college students, and we're going here. Or we're saying, hey, many you have a heart for missions. You want to go somewhere and six, spend six months, uh, and so, hey, here's an opportunity to do that. Or is the Lord calling you to long-term, saying, hey, I want to be a planter. I want to be engaged with a church planting team. Or I just feel called to go and plant my life in another place and work alongside— uh, all those options are yeah. available, um, and so helping our church to realize that that's how we really do what our vision is—to see lives transformed.
0: So you'll be our point man on that for oh, Graceland. I will be. Is that okay? That's so right. you'll give us updates from from service, but also you said Instagram. Right. You said you'll you'll just have little A- little people everywhere, that I can. like messages everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah. spread it out because someone, as you were speaking. Someone heard. I would love to pray for a f- specific family mm-hmm. that has, like you said, kids the age of our children, so that they can learn how to pray for someone that they can relate to. That because it's it's different when right. you, as especially as a kid, when you're just learning how to pray to be able to pray for someone who is your age or close to your age, having to go to school and do all the things that you're involved in, and then all the while being across the nation or across the world. Yeah. Um, so, is that something that like, what will that look like?
1: For- well, it'll look like putting together a communication package so that you as a member of our church would be able to say, hey, I want to pray for a couple. So mm-hmm. who is that couple? And then we would be able— to provide for you Mm -hmm. that name to say, hey, here's a couple. Whether we're partnering with them or not, we know that they have a need. You know, they may be upstate New York. They may be uh, planning a church um, in Miami in a city like like that. But there's enough information out there where we, we can be praying for people all over the country without necessarily partnering with them as a church. We're yeah. just we're just prayer partners. Yeah. We may not be going to them at this point, but your family could be praying for them. So we'll we'll develop that communication piece so you'd be able to say, hey, this is where we go. Now a lot of that already will be as we look at our website, what the website's mm-hmm. gonna look like, uh, and be able to make some changes there so you can go on and find those partners. We've just started that process. So it's a it's building the foundational piece for that, and then being able to kind of spread that out. That's so right. that's one big piece. And of course, the other big piece is what we do locally, right? We yeah. start with Jerusalem. What does that look like for us as a church when we've talked about planting or multisite, whatever those things might be?
0: Well, let's talk about locally then. What are the needs that you see here in southern Indiana? Yeah. That, that you've come across. I know the statistics are staggering. They are. Um, so talk yeah. to us. I know you've talked to us a little bit about that before, but it's been a while. So Yeah,
1: there's a lot of people in our community here who are just not churched. Um, what we find in our community— is a lot of people who have been to church or they have some relationship to church or their grandparents went to church. So in the missional world, the term might be that they were either um, de churched, mm-hmm. so they kind of grew up in church, but now they've dropped out, or another word that's often used is the word duns, like I'm just done with church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in church, it didn't help, and I had church hurt somewhere along the way, and so I'm just done with it. And so we have a lot of that in our community. Um, Our community is, uh, they know more about church than a lot of other communities, for example, but that didn't mean they're going. Uh, All the research would say that in our region that we're in, in southern Indiana, Uh, 80% of the people here do not attend church. And so that's a lot of people, probably Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood of two hundred and sixty to 280,000 people every Sunday or more. I think that's a pretty conservative number um, when you look at the size of churches around us. So there's a lot of people who are just not connected. Um, And so how do we plant churches how do we become um multi-campus in order to say here are communities around us that are looking where we feel like we can go and make impact that there's there's not there might be some churches there uh and that may be doing a good job but there's just not enough i mean there's so many people that a church can can, there's room for so many churches Mm -hmm. and so how do we keep doing that a real shift i think to uh Culturally, and COVID has even accelerated that, is um, churches that are smaller, that would be more community based churches. There's a, a sense of movement away from the larger right. mega church. There's all going to be a larger church right. because people want those things, but still a movement to community. So when you look at the communities around us, we have a lot of small communities. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we replanted in Palmyra two and a half years, three years ago, and that's gone from a really small, struggling congregation to a, a pretty solid congregation, right? Yeah. M- much more work to be done, um, but it's yeah. just that community. And so there's that community feel that's kind of shifted in culture a little bit missionally. So how do we as a church begin to look at how Graceland can be in other places so that we can plant there or—
0: or uh, start another site there, yeah.
1: or revive, uh, yeah, replant a congregation, whatever the Lord allows us to do inside that. Right now, we're looking toward um, multi-site, three other sites mm-hmm. that we're working with church planters over these next uh, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four months. Um, but who knows where we'll go beyond that? I mm-hmm. think the more opportunities, again, for our congregation, it means okay. I'm I'm praying about that. I'm praying for our community. I'm going to give to help support what we do in that. But it could mean that God may call some of our Graceland family to say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start going to this campus mm-hmm. in order to be a support there. Maybe I'll do that for three months or six months or 12 months, or I may just plant myself because I live in that community yeah. to be able to do that. So it shifts a little bit. But again, it gets back to what our mission is, which is to see lives transformed right. in right. our neighborhoods.
0: Yeah, and we talked to um, Pastor David last week about the shift in community groups as well, not yeah. not leaving the Sunday morning group, but also getting into the communities during the week
2: right. because
0: you're right, there are a lot of people are are looking back into, well, this is where we are, right? So right. we're not going to travel necessarily for church. We'll watch it online maybe, but we'd rather be in community with people who are actually in our community. So it's yeah. it's neat to hear the two of those things kind of join. Yeah, right, because if
1: we can start groups in those places, if we can get uh, core groups of people who are studying the Bible in neighborhoods in those communities, mm-hmm. they all go to school together. They, they are in the same sports clubs together. So that does make a difference when, when we've seen that kind of shift toward smaller communities.
0: I think that's going to require a bit of retraining of our brain with the sense that if we are Graceland, first to remember that we are Graceland, but we are the church. Like, we are the the body from one side of the world to the other. Right. Um, But we are Graceland, whether we are Graceland in New Albany or we are Graceland in Palmyra or Charlestown or Jeffersonville or wherever we end up, we are still the family in in the body of believers. I think that's going to require some retraining of people's brains. Well, I think you're
1: right. Yeah. That's just kind of a new thought, new Mm -hmm. direction. How does that really work? Yeah, I go to Graceland, but... Oh, you're at a different campus, and oh, we're in the same church. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some there's some things you have to work through as it relates to church, as it relates to church membership, to fellowship, to how do you help people and care. All those things yeah. become questions uh, that you have to work toward answering. But ultimately, I think it comes back to how do we see the kingdom of what God is doing and how as a church do we see ourselves inside that and our role inside that. I, you know, from what we do, uh, other churches do things differently. I don't want to criticize them or say that they're in any way wrong or not doing because they're doing as they understand God is leading them to do. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's what we got to keep a focus. How do we keep a focus on what we understand God is leading us to do to fulfill the mission that we believe that He's called us to? Yeah. Um, whether that's in pastor Nate as lead pastor in groups that are happening what we do in worship what they look like in different places every community is a little different so it the whole congregation of that community the whole people of that community is going to be a little different uh, but how do we how do we live and work and worship and and minister and care for people and see people come to Christ and grow spiritually inside those communities that's that's really the bottom line
0: well, that's all very exciting. It's also comforting to know that this is really no different than we've been talking here at Graceland for several years, yeah, right? No many years. right? Many but years. That's right, many years. But it's good to know that we, we're we not stagnant. We're moving forward. Yeah. I'm excited for you and your new role. Um, you, you're clearly passionate about it and you're excited about it. So thanks for coming on here and sharing that with us. For those of us who are, were like whiplash, we're like, what happened? <laughs> the transition was so, it was so easy. But then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, you're not up there.
1: It, it was so easy. The Lord has just been so kind yeah. to us and yeah. allowing us to walk through what's done. The leadership of the church and and the people. I mean, just. The acceptance of our congregation to just say, hey, we see what God is doing and we like what God is doing. And we look back historically at Graceland and all the things that Graceland has been about in the past and how we've really loved this community historically. And I think it just sets us up for a, a great future. May look a little different, yeah. you know, than what it did 20 or 30 years ago or even three years ago. But, you know, what we're about is the future. What God is doing. And how we're going to join him and what he's doing right here around us. Because he's at work all around us.
0: Yep. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Before you leave, I have something. It's light. You weren't able to prepare for this. Yep. But I promise you'll be able to answer it. Okay. Okay. So what is a piece of advice that either you've been given That is just like set with you for a while or maybe something, you, a piece of advice you've given someone recently, or maybe it's something you were told on your wedding day, whatever. What's a piece of advice that you have to share with us today?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. There's uh, probably several of those, but one that I would think of just immediately is just the understanding that in all that we do, consistency is so important. So I just remember that piece of advice from a friend: just be consistent. Work at being consistent. You have to be right all the time or wrong, but be consistent with what you say to your family and to your friends. and Mm. And consistency is really hard, you know. Uh, And to be consistent where we are spiritually, Mm. and and that's probably the greatest part because we tend to go up and down spiritually. We get the highs and we get the valleys, and. But to learn consistency in our spiritual life drives consistency in our relational lives, and uh, that was just something that I've worked on, and I know I don't get that right all the time at all. But how do you how do you stay consistent in your spiritual being, and it drives everything else. Um, so that was that's just, uh, awesome. I know you said you don't get it
0: right all the time, but if you're consistent, you're trying, which is the consistency of being yeah, consistent. Yeah, yeah. So right.
1: yeah, you're, you're working at it and <laughs> yeah. you gotta work at it. But I, I think that's one of the things as a parent, I know that was one of the struggles. I believe the
0: last time you were here, uh, you talked about consistency in yeah, parenting.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just so hard, but yeah. that is just a, some words we got a long time ago and it just continues to ring true. Um, and especially from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. uh, because we see a lot of people who go up and down spiritually, you yeah. know. And it's like, man, just just work on being consistent, being consistent with your walk in the in the spirit of the Lord. Let the spirit of the Lord be consistent in your life, and it it really affects everything else. Yeah. Um, that's but it's hard. It's it not is hard. easy to do.
0: That's a consistent so, quiet time. That's a consistent yeah, prayer yeah, time. Yeah. That's a consistent. Those, that's right. Silence. Consistent silence—that's hard to find, yeah. right there. Yeah. Sometimes I get really especially good,
1: especially with two little kids running around the house, oh, right?
0: Yeah, I've, I found myself actually—it's interesting because like my, my my voice is like tiring out more often, and I, I don't know why. Well, it's because. <laughs> I'm using it a lot louder yeah. than before I had children. Right <laughs> Now right. I have three voices to compete against. Not so much Ryan's, but it, for sure, Evie and Roman's voice.
1: Hell, Ryan's too. I mean, he can be loud. He's, he can yeah, be, yeah, but yeah, at home,
0: he's, he's not as loud as... <laughs> I've got some competition with the two little. littles. So. Um, well, thank you so Just thank you so much. I, I love your passion for what you do. I love your enthusiasm coming here and sharing with us on the podcast. We're so glad to have you back here in oh, 2022. It's always
1: fun. You guys are great.
0: Awesome. Glad you. I'm glad you think that. Yeah. I'm glad you think that. Well, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the Graceland Moments breakdown right after this.
2: Miss Jenny Brown.
0: All right. Hey. hey there. Welcome to the Graceland Moments Breakdown.
2: Graceland Moments Breakdown. Do
0: you put a little fill? I need a. We've only done one, uh-huh. and I don't remember a fill or anything. Do we have music behind this? Like we have a like cool a yeah we intro have like a cool beat. jazzy okay, beat. To...
2: but But um, I do want to make like a little bumper video, like yeah. a cool like bumper, and try to make like Graceland Moments Breakdown uh, some type of like graphic. I think it'd cool. it be cool, but I haven't got one yet.
0: Well, you'll you'll get. <laughs> Still there. trying to figure it out. I know you got a lot going on, um, Larry. Man. Larry. His heart for missions. I know. It just incredible. like
2: explodes. Yeah. I love I love Pastor Larry. Yeah. I feel like he's like you're you're like grandpa, like your dad. Like you just feel so warm. Yeah. He, he always wears his flannels you know, when he comes in. This I just is so weird I love that he said
0: that. He when I first met him, he get he gives like his handshakes are are they soft and warm. This is so weird. I hope he's not <laughs> Pastor Larry, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry if this is weird for you, but he just gives a good handshake.
2: A handshake. It's okay. Like,
0: it's a great handshake.
2: No, nah, I thought you were going to go hug. I thought you were going to get no, like a warm dad No, his handshake is a nice, like,
0: good handshake.
2: I think we've talked about this before, which is even more weird. But didn't you say his hands are kind of rough, but they're also soft? The yeah, same? Like, they're, they're like, like
0: big and soft and rough <laughs> and warm. I don't know. Take just, that what I, you will. I
2: think he grew up in the countries of Ohio, didn't he? So he,
0: Eastern uh, – Kentucky.
2: Kentucky, that's yeah. what it was. So yeah, Working he wears his flannel yeah, he's yep. always in boots and yeah. He's flannel. Yeah. He was just like a, a farmer that just happened to become a pastor or something. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> I I farm, but I adore him.
0: I adore him. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but um, missions,
2: yeah. yeah. He, he just explodes and um it's like fun to kind of be on the staff side and just see kind of that position uh, develop, but for us to have the resources um, that we are, we're growing and we're doing some awesome things here at the main campus, but that we have the giftings and the resources and the heart to really continue to go farther to the big church. Yeah. And so... Sending campus. Sending campus. That's what we are.
0: We're the sending campus. Yeah, I, I, You know, when we think about the smaller churches that need revived, I think of just how much technologically we've advanced, how um, much communities have exploded and they really do they need our resources they need our, our offerings, they need our prayers like you mentioned, but they need us to to help fill those buildings. Um, and I think he really led a really good charge in that conversation of, of here are some very tangible, Things that we can be doing right now for those um, potential campuses. So, yes, ma'am, really and cool.
2: I think the the fact that he like pointed out prayer just mm-hmm. first and foremost, and and kind of just yeah, getting our minds wrapped around like that the world is is bigger than than us here, mm-hmm. and kind of the Bible Belt. I would say like we're we're pretty spoiled with Bible knowledge, families who have grown up uh, in the church and just continue to come and and build up their kids that way. Um, but a lot of the world is not like that, and so the churches who really uh, Are theologically sound and growing, and still have uh, just a foot in it, like to to continue to build up other people who aren't as fortunate. And so
0: that reminds me of though something that Pastor Nate um, said from the stage, whether it was last week, the week before, that our obedience needs to um, our obedience needs to match or supersede our biblical knowledge. Like we know enough to be obedient, and I think this is part of it. We know that we can and should be giving to mm-hmm. missions. We know that we can and should be praying, but are we doing these things? Are we going? So
2: yeah, we anyway, can, that was really good. And the Bible Belt and in seminary culture, we can talk about these things all day. Right, but but like, we don't if, have all
0: day, Dylan. <laughs>
2: <okay>. <laughs> but if you're not doing those things, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like you, you're missing the point. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Uh, what so, else we got going on? <laughs>
0: well, we got, we're probably running out of time because I feel like we could talk forever. Yeah, we could. So do we want to jump to announcements or we want to go... You, you just did a video for Choices. You mentioned that before, mm-hmm. um, but this last weekend was Sanctity of Life Sunday. Yes. And so we'll, when
2: we're filming this, it'll be before, yes. but this up, like, it would have been past Sunday yes. that we would have had, that you guys would have saw my video yes. up on stage. Uh, but yeah, I got to video work with- Video for Choices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Video for Choices and kind of just our relationship, uh, like how Graceland has supported Choices and Rose was on staff here mm-hmm. and when she stepped away, be, stepped away to be director. And then she also did episode 14- episode if you want to see rose um but yeah just an awesome experience that was the first time like i i heard the episode i know who rose is but first time i actually got to step into choices and see kind of like it it brings it like to realization for you of Mm -hmm. like what they're doing and going into the ultrasound room and she was like once um once someone sees uh the baby on the screen it's like a crazy statistic like 75 percent will will decide to keep, to keep the baby. Keep, yeah. And so uh, just the resources they have, the heart that she has for this ministry, and then, yeah, doing our church, being a part of Sanctity of Life Sunday and uh, getting to that video was was awesome. So you guys would have already seen that, yeah. but...
0: They're doing incredible things over there. And if you are in the lobby this weekend um, and you see baby bottles all over the place, that's what it's for. So mm. we raise money. That's one way we help raise money for choices is we take those baby bottles around and we fill them up nice. with money, change, checks... Cash, whatever you got. Well, not whatever you got, but you know, if it has a monetary value, (laughs) fill it up and bring it back. That's a cool way to. And she talks about that in the video
2: that they have been doing that for 18 years, 18 or 20 years. I'm I'm trying to think, Um, but 18 years of doing that with Graceland. So it's pretty cool. Just a long partnership. And so that was really fun to get to do that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to shift gears real quick. A couple announcements. Uh, If you're a lady or you have a lady in your home, Maybe you want her out of your home for a little while doing a Bible study, perhaps. There are some Bible studies that are um, coming available Saturday, 10 a.m., Monday morning and Monday evening. There are a few options Monday evening. Um, these are registration needed. So if there's a book that needs to be purchased, um, if there is a book that needs to be purchased, make sure you register. You can do that on the Facebook. Their um, Facebook group is the Graceland Baptist Church Women's Ministry. It's a mouthful. Uh, they have a Facebook page, but if you're don't, if you not on Facebook, that's cool. You can call the church. You can ask for Lana. It's also on our website, which is under the n- news and read. No. Watch and read news and events. I think we're going to fix that soon. Are New- you
2: a part of one? Like, do you do that? I'm not too familiar with this. Well, so. this is
0: going to lead into our next announcement. Okay. The, the only one that I'd be able to do would be a Saturday morning, but a Saturday morning is when we have rec league. Speaking of rec league, (laughs) the kids rec league, spring sports starting in February. You can register now at gracelandrec.com.
2: And what sport is this? Soccer. And is this inside?
0: This is not inside. This is Mm. an outdoor. Doesn't that make you just want to curl up into a little ball? Yeah.
2: If I was a parent, I would just... (laughs) Have you ever seen that... uh, uh, picture of Bernie Sanders, the 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 one that the meme with his mitts, with his
0: mitts just, <laughs> just in the chair, huddled up in his in his little chair. Yes, the, I know people have varying
2: opinions <laughs> about Mr. Bernie Sanders, but um, that the picture mitt, is yeah, hilarious. That is yeah, good. that's how that I would be. be you? Probably times two though. Yeah, like February, watching your kids playing soccer it sounds so miserable
0: to me. <laughs> so I think the actual the the season starts in February. They. Practice in February. I think the game started March, which is not much better. Mm. It's still very cold.
2: Is that normal for like high school, middle school? Like when does soccer start? And Uh,
0: no, they usually have soccer in the fall. But we have two soccer seasons Mm. with Grayson Rec. We have a fall soccer season and a spring soccer season. Mm. And you know, spring technically is March twenty first. So.
2: And I don't have any kids, so I obviously like wouldn't be a part of this world yet. But from what I understand, there is a lot of kids that yes. sign up for this. Yes, like we like have six a lot. to seven hundred, like every sport or something every like sport. that. Every sport. Yep. If That's you're ever here, awesome. if you're ever
0: around the sending campus on a Saturday morning, you can't find a parking spot. Nice. It's it's full.
2: I, yeah, I've never been a part of that. So yeah. uh, so we win women's ministry coming up. We mm-hmm. just had sanctity of life and. Kids. And Kids Rec. All right. I think Something we for everyone. That. I think we touched it
0: all. <laughs> okay. Well, we look forward to your presence back here with us next week. And until then, take care.